cliffcentral.com Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com Welcome back to Future CEOs. What a fantastic conversation we had just before the break, all uh, around entrepreneurship, the lessons that can be learned, but also then the advantages and opportunities that being part of an incubation program, part of an acceleration program come with it. But I, I know that if you were listening from the start of the show, that you are actually, you've been waiting for this half hour because we're talking about something that impacts everyone it is uh, it almost seems what's the right term all permeating it's 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 and potentially all consuming as well in many people's lives what are we talking about this half hour as much as we want to be as much as we want to be successful entrepreneurs chris why are we such a nation of bad savers bad financial planners no foresight into our credits Please help us and advise the entrepreneurs out there who have got these big dreams about their businesses just to be able to have a future that is financially profitable, lucrative and sustainable. I think that's How was with, that? Oh, that, that's awesome. That's so much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> the things, Chris. The things that keep us up at night. <laughs> Welcome to Future CEOs, Chris. <laughs> let, let, no, thank you very much. Before you answer Luby's question, just tell us who you are, where you're from, and just give us a sense of why our Future CEOs audience should be listening to you around this idea of debt, please. No, thank you very much. Uh, my name is Chris von Rensburg. I'm the CEO of a financial wellness business called Kudo Credit Solutions. Mm. Um, and the, the business really started uh, six years ago uh, when the National Credit Act came into place. You know, uh, the obligation for credit bureaus to start sharing the information that's really your your financial reputation mm. uh, once for free to consumers every 12 months. And, you know, I saw the bureaus doing this. I worked for one of the bureaus and, and they give phenomenal insight to the data or they give data, but they don't give phenomenal insight to the data. Mm. So for me, it was always about how do we take this wealth of information, which is really our history of how we've transacted in the past, you know, the, our mistakes, the things we've done well. How do we add value to the consumer? How do we take them on a journey of financial improvement? And it really starts with, you know, looking internally. Um, what have I done in the past? How can I change these behaviors? And knowing what to change. You know, those are the big, big issues. If you're running a business, your business runs on, on rands and cents. You know, if you're running a household, your household runs on rands and cents, whether you are 10 years old looking to get that, you know, new bicycle or whether you are 90 years old and hopefully have a retirement to, to look back on. Mm. So um, I think w- w- uh, uh, the right departure point for this conversation, and actually we, we must go into your, con- into your question, Kluby, but maybe this is part of your question or setting the tone for it, and it is just give us a sense of the debt landscape, the debt situation here in South Africa. Do you have that information? Uh, apparently there's good debt and there's bad debt. There yeah. is good debt and there's bad debt. Okay. Um, let, let's first start with, with the debt situation right now. Mm. It's, it's, it's very dire. You know, consumers are in a huge amount of trouble. Um, if you look at the credit regulator statistic, which everybody refers to, there's, there's over 22 million, 23 million people who are credit active. And only 47% of those are meeting their monthly obligations. Mm. Yeah, amazing. You know, they refer to 10 million people being in uh, dire straits, you know, impaired mm. credit records, mm. three months or more in arrears on accounts, judgments and defaults. But the regulator also has uh, statistics around the people who are missing one to two months payments. Mm. And, and there you're sitting with a, a far larger population than the, the 10%, uh, the, the 10 million that are uh, impaired. So the situation is bad. Unfortunately, it's, it's getting worse as well. Um, we are a, 
a nation that loves debt and we love the wrong kind of debt. The debt that we like is the, the short-term, easily accessible, um, unsecured debt. Expensive debt. Expensive debt. Um, when we sit and, and, and compare, you know, country to country, you know, the European and, and, and uh, American states, a lot different picture when it comes to your uh, secured debt, you know, bonds, uh, mm. mortgages, low interest rates. In South Africa, we're sitting in a situation where 70 to 80 percent of all consumers' debt, and sometimes even much more than that, is all unsecured, expensive, short-term debt, which, mm. which really creates a cycle and a um, problem upon problem. Just, just for the layman, unsecured debt is what? Unsecured debt is debt that is not related to an asset. Mm. So your credit card. It's not underwritten it's, by anything. It's not. Uh, there's no, no item that you've purchased uh, that has an increasing value. Yeah. Mm. So you would you would look at, at a, a bond or a mortgage that you'd be paying down over, over time. So you do pay interest on that. You tend to pay a little bit less interest than your retail accounts. And at the end of the day, you've got an increasing valued asset, uh, which will create long-term wealth and opportunity for you. Uh, your short-term debt, anything from a credit card to a retail clothing account, um, revolving types of credit, mm. um, get people in cycles of, of not paying that debt down, um, sitting with, with higher monthly installments than they're, they're, they're capable of, of repaying. And that's when this trouble starts. They start missing one or two payments, and the debt cycle just continues. Libby, what is, what is your opinion on, on this situation? It's a sad state of affairs, but I think we just, as you do in your business, Chris, it's about changed behavior. So what we need from you is tips and advice, whether it's big strides or small incremental steps to help us change this for the long term. The, the best place to start is, is with your credit report. Um, have either of you seen your credit report, your personal credit report? I for a long time. Okay, so, so that, that's 99% of this population. You know, there is a wealth of information that is on there. Uh, it shows you all of your credit agreements, your opening balances, your current balances, your installment values, and how they have performed over a 24-month period. And this mm-hmm. is the crucial data that banks and credit providers use when they look at granting you credit. If there's issues on that, one, two missed payments, defaults, um, and, and multiple arrears, you're not going to get credit. And the only credit that you will get potentially is high interest, uh, short term, low value, you know, payday type loans, mm. which is not really where, where you want to sit. So the starting point is take a deep breath, find a, a credit bureau or a service like ours, which gives you access to all credit bureaus in one single report compared side by side. Mm. So it makes it simple to understand. You have view of what the market view is, mm. um, and we will assist you in identifying the areas that will best uh, improve your credit rating, your credit standing. But that, that's a, a solid place to start. Budgeting is, is essential. You know, it's, mm. nobody likes budgeting. Uh, ask your friends. Nobody budgets. But it is essential in understanding where your money goes every month. Come middle of the month, you know, you're scratching the, the, the drawers and looking in the couch for, for li- coins lying around because – you don't know how you spend, how often you spend, and what you're spending your money on. And those two are a great eye-opener and a place to start to identify where you can make small but impactful changes. Well, I just think back to when I was quite meticulous about the budget budgeting, and then every single day when there was any kind of spend, I would 
feed it into, uh, at, this was quite a while ago, but I'd, I'd feed it into an Excel spreadsheet that was in communicating Whoa, different Garrett. parts. Yeah. Impressive. And, and Whoa, what was so interesting Garrett. about it was uh, how quickly certain columns add up. Mm. And how very, very quickly suddenly you realize you're spending thousands of rand on entertainment type things when you, your goals are very different. I, I mm. want to do, uh, either have a car or a house or whatever the case is, but, um, I, I'm saying I can't really afford the bond repayment, but actually I can. I just need to spend a little bit less here and yeah. there. And that's the, that's the real value there. It's the ability to interpret again data, I guess, as you said. It's exactly that. And, and, to identify those those specific areas where you can cut back, you know, speaking to experts is is essential, and there's there's loads of them out there. Uh, debt counselors will help you evaluate your debt and 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 understand your debt position, um, and take you through a budgeting process as as we do, and that really identifies essential to non-essential expenses, as you've said. You know, do I really need the new pair of shoes? Do I really want need to go out with my mates? If you have got a plan of what you're trying to achieve. Uh, opening a little savings pocket, uh, putting a little bit of money away is a great way to do it. A friend of mine's taken a, a quite interesting approach. He's taking a, a spend budget, not okay. a savings budget. Mm. And what he's done is, uh, is quite novel in the sense that he only, um, identifies how much money he's going to spend on a day or on a week. Okay. And that includes the money that he's putting away every month. So if he didn't spend his 50 rand on, on lunch at work, you know, it's money that he's putting away. Mm. So he knows how much he's got to spend, knows how much he needs to spend. And I think that's a fantastic, fantastic different approach to budgeting. You know, sometimes, I don't know, there are entrepreneurs out there that feel that, oh, my gosh, it's too late. Or they have the feeling that actually, it's so bad that I actually don't even want to take that first initial step. Yeah, they're suffocating or drowning. Exactly. Mm. You know, so I, I, I like what you said, Chris, on some just take a deep breath and just address the problem because the later we leave it, we're not changing the things that we need to change exactly to make it. our businesses grow. Yeah. What other advice can you give us about just to manage our finances better, to be successful entrepreneurs and CEOs? Well, there's, there's, there's loads of things we can do on, on a day-to-day basis. Um, don't carry uh, plastic with you. you know, <laughs> it's much easier to, to let your expenses run away with you when you are paying by card and not really – Seeing the, the 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 deductions coming off on on your your um, your account, uh, that that's a pretty simple one. If we are looking at at more extensive ones, is, is sit down with the family, and I think that that's critical. It's, you've got multiple incomes potentially, wife, um, it, especially with with families that that live together. There could be support from from uh, parents or from um, family members. Talk about money together. Um, that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not engaging with your partner, with your business, with your uh, household around what is viable to spend, what is available to spend, you can get carried away pretty quickly. You know, the new cell phone for the kids, uh, the holiday that, that you can't really afford. But having that conversation over a dinner table, um, putting things into perspective is a, is a it's a really important thing to do. I, I just want to ask a very practical example of the questions that you might be able to introduce. If, say, if, if I've been avoiding it for a very long time and suddenly I am sitting around the dinner table or we decide I'm going to turn the TV off and, and ask a question which is going to take us someplace, what question would you or, or questions would you ask? Well, I think, you know, um, understanding what those income levels are, 
what deductions are taking place because each one of you have a, a, a net take-home pay. Mm-hmm. There's hopefully a bit of provident fund or pension that's being deducted from there, hopefully medical aid that they say support you in, in, in crisis times. But then you have this lump sum um, that you need to start talking about. I think what, what people do tend to avoid as well is past debt and past issues. And that's the, the real can of worms that you need to open up. Okay. And I would actually say to, to couples, you know, um, to entrepreneurs, to, to business people, people who have, you know, accounts is get that credit report. Mm. You know, sit, go through it line by line. There's so much information okay, in there. Okay, it's a credit report. Um, and, and it's easily accessible. And uh, it's a great learning curve for both of you to start engaging with different aspects that is being viewed by your credit providers. You know what I like about this idea of a credit report is that it gives you uh, real solid information. Mm. Uh, and too many of us, I think, uh, and Clubie, you just, just help me out here because I may not ask this correct, uh, the question as well as I should. Um, too many of us, we seem to live in a world which is a little bit too much fantasy. Uh, we are Pretense. trying to, yeah, pre, exactly. Mm. There, there's too much that we're trying to portray or seem like, so we, we overspend or we, um, as you say, we, we're not collecting data on a daily basis. And so we don't know what we are spending. We don't know exactly how it's all coming together. Maybe can we go to that idea of pretense? I mean, there are people that are listening right now who are, Buying expensive watches, mm. expensive clothes. They can't afford it, but they're stuck in a world where if they don't have it, they feel, uh, what's, how do I, what's the right word here? Be that. Not part of the cool kids. Yeah, not part of, mm, yeah, no. not part of society. Same society mm. put those, mm. puts those pressures on. We put us. it on each other. You know what I and mean? These damn marketing companies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I think, um, what that leads to is, is, or, or actually probably let's start from where I believe it stems from mm-hmm. is that uh, lack of financial education. Mm-hmm. You know, what is important when stepping out, earning that salary for the first time. Uh, and we see this so often, you know, people come into to the work environment, they uh, earn the salary after three, four months, they've got, you know, a little bit of uh, three months worth of pay slips. They go and open their first clothing account and they max that account mm. and immediately you're in trouble. And, and it's, it's, Life lessons that you learn, unfortunately, right now, after the fact, when it's too late and you have that default and you have that judgment, you don't know how you got there. If we were in a position to to educate our, our, our youngsters at school, to educate business people around personal financial management, mm-hmm. uh, you would not end up in situations like that because it comes from a point of 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 knowledge and not a point of you know trying to to live up to something that is not mm-hmm. real. It's not material. In, at the end of the day, Libby, you live, have lived, are currently in a world which, on the one hand, is pure art, and uh, uh, I mean, there's skills involved. There's a, it's, it's substantive in one way, but then it's portrayed in a, in another. You know, the, the world of acting, actresses, celebrities. Uh, how do you deal with? This idea that you have to portray yourself in a particular kind of way. Lovely question. You know what, Chris? I just had an interview today, and I'm actually studying financial planning myself. I'm doing it as a future CEO and for myself as an artist, because there are too many artists that die paupers. And it's about educating, you know, the, the girls, you know, just mm. to take control and power and create a potential for their own money. Be- and at, at the end of the day. Financial planning for me is at 39, I'm starting just to get my books in order. Yeah. And for me, that's just empowering myself. And I realize 
I did a soapy for 10 years and I blew that cash. You know what I could have had at 39 years mm-hmm. old and I started the industry at 21. So it's just learning the fact too late. And this is why it's so important that people like you come and just talk us through the processes, whether it's, you know, microscopic to macroscopic of how we can take control of our money and make it work for us. Pluby, I heard you answer the question in a bit of a different way. I heard you say, I'm doing it because I'm a future CEO. I, I'm doing, what was the other thing that you said? An, an artist. And an artist. Yeah. And so uh, what I believe at, at the very core of, we are business of, women. Fi- of financial management is to, yeah. and we've all heard the saying, begin with the end in mind. Who are you? What is your identity? What do you want to be in or be perceived as, I guess, in mm. maybe even 20 years and then work back from that to make the decisions now that are going to serve a future versus living in the, the present but not serving the future. Yeah. Uh, is, is this what you're seeing in your, with your clients? We, we're seeing the end result and unfortunately mm. not the positive one. We're seeing the customers who have gone through this, you know, five, six, seven, 10, 15, 20 years. You know, there's, there's actually not, uh, our average customers between 25 and 35, okay. uh, which, which is interesting enough because, uh, we're seeing a little bit of a shift to the younger, to the younger side. Um, people are, uh, I, I believe being driven towards the point where they now have to start engaging with their money. Um, so a lot of our customers that we that channel through to us through websites through um, referrals have been declined for credit have got to a point where they are in trouble so they 're being forced to make those decisions now not all do not all take that that next step and, and take remedial action and, and try and remedy themselves mm. um, but but we are seeing more of a shift you know when when we started this at the start of the National Credit Act. Um, no companies were talking about financial wellness. Mm. No, no businesses were talking about how do Correct. we improve it. And you'll see a lot more of the large corporates, banks, Very life insurers so. starting to engage their, their customer Very base much so. on, on better financial management. Absolutely. And it's, it's beneficial to them because if you can teach your customers to pay better, they're going to pay you better. Mm. You're going to create a lifelong relationship with that client mm. where you're not just giving them credit or giving them something that they can purchase. You're giving them, uh, long-term value you're giving them tools in which they can improve their life and and that's the exciting part we're involved with a lot of these uh, large corporates as well in putting programs together we're involved with employer groups where we come and evaluate their staff we um, identify areas of concern and and specific areas we communicate to in specific ways Mm. so if we're seeing poor payment performance in certain um, employer groups we'll channel our communications to those individuals quite uniquely we open up our call centers let them speak to our credit coaches and give them advice around how to take that next step but it it all starts with being pushed and that push is is either a personal one or a market one. Mm. And you know, it's just to prevent all of this, we should start education of financial management in school while kids are still young. And I couldn't agree you, more. You know what I mean? And entrepreneurship and how to handle that. And for me, I think the worst case kind of illness and stress is financial stress. Mm. That is suicide. That's divorce rests. That's yeah, sick. That's right. absenteeism. Yeah. So it actually affects so many layers of life and lifestyle. Mm. And it's such an important and crucial facet of just mental health. And, and our customers have, have said, you know, once they've had that first conversation, it feels like a weight has been lifted off their shoulders because mm. there is a way out, you know. Uh, for our clients that are in, in, in dire need, you know, debt counseling is a phenomenal um, uh, method of, of getting you back on track. You know, the, the National Credit Act has done some wonderful things and, and debt counseling is, is really up there. Debt counseling. 
a lot of people will avoid it. You know, it got a little yeah. bit of a bad rap in the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Stigma. Yeah. Yeah. stigma associated yeah. Yeah. with it. But, you know, where you're sitting, a lot of the customers that come into debt counseling, 98% of their the net income when they get that payslip is being paid towards debt. No, it's crazy. Now, know, you cannot pay school fees. You cannot put food on the table. Uh, so those customers are hugely indebted. The debt counseling process uh, takes those credit agreements. Uh, they've all, all of your debt counselors, and we deal especially with, with debt busters, who's probably the largest in the country. I saw they've got a new campaign out, Chris. Phenomenal campaign. Okay. You know, it's the first TV ad that, that you'll see around debt management, which, which really – Touches the heart of what it's about, you know. Uh, you see all of these uh, bills creeping up on the guy's arms. I saw that Have you seen ad. That? I see. I've seen that. Well, it's written all over his face. Exactly. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant it's ad. It's brilliant. And that reaches down to the emotion it, of it. Completely. It's and the, and the sun also when they're looking at the reflection in the mirror. He's also got the the prints of you exactly. know. It's brilliant. Yeah. I actually got goosebumps. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm, I hate to be the guy. Ad. Damn. I hate to be the person that ends the conversation, but we have to end. You see how important this, this it topic is, is Chris. It absolutely is. Wow. Um, maybe just imparting, and we're going to ask mm. for one thing. The, the one best piece of, of financial advice that you've mm. ever received, not you must ha- have a budget, we've already mentioned that, just for you. What is something that has resonated with you that you have used over years and years and years and that has benefited you? And we'll end with that. Please, Chris. Have a goal in mind. You know, okay. it, it has to be about what am I trying to achieve in my life goals and how am I plotting that path forward and making it possible. Chris von Rendsburg, the CEO of Kudo. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much for being part of the conversation, Fluby. Uh, it's been great to have you here w- with with me and with all of our future CEOs listeners. Any last words? Enough is enough. Pants and get that. Pants. Exactly. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.